This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, and I'm here today with the writer and the artist of Batman Nightwalker, Stuart Moore and Chris Wildgoose. Uh, hi guys, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, thank you very much. Yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, I wanted to start out, uh, I read the book yesterday so I could prep for this, uh, I, I, I loved it. Um, and I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about the process of adapting a prose novel uh, into a graphic novel. Did you guys have to cut anything, change anything, uh, and did you get to work with Marie at all for this? And, and what were her thoughts on it? Um, we, we didn't work closely with Marie. She did, uh, she did give feedback on the, and, and it was very encouraging and helpful um, at every stage. Um, I, uh, I've done a lot of adaptations, and this was actually, I should tell you I sweated bullets over it, but this was actually a fairly easy one, because, um, largely because we had a lot of pages. Um, the, uh, the format of the new young adult books um, really let, let, let the story breathe. Because um, normally when you're doing comics adaptations, especially of films and things like that, you have a very restricted page count, and you have to really, you wind up either doing one of those terrible greatest hits adaptations where everything just goes bam, bam, bam too fast, or you have to make hard decisions about what to cut. And I really didn't have to do very much of that. Um, there was uh, one sequence I changed a bit just to get uh, two characters in the room sooner, um, earlier in the no earlier in, um, in the story. Um, but otherwise, it was a, it was a pretty easy, um, it, it was a pretty easy adaptation as those things go. And then he had to do all the hard work, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I agree with everything Stuart said. It's, uh, like, working with Marie was really easy. Um, and, yeah, I think just that we had the space to breathe with it and just let the story develop naturally. Like, I think if it was shorter, you would have, like, it would have felt too rushed, maybe. But we let it, we, we really had the chance to just let it, like, the uh, relationship between Bruce and Madeline, just, I think that has a nice sort of, loads of chances that they get to meet and talk to each other and yeah yeah it would have been shorter we would have had to trim the stuff with bruce and his high school friends a lot more and that's a really important part of it as well that's his normal life which you don't normally see with bruce wayne and how did your guys previous work in comics help you to prepare for this this uh this adaptation um well i've i've done a few batman related projects in the past but i i've uh and i have also like i've i've written novelizations of films, I've written novelizations of comics, <laughs> I guess I've written and I've adapted movies to whatever, uh, to, yeah. Um, so I've done it, I'd never done it quite this way before. I, I'd never um, I'd never taken a, I don't think I'd ever taken a novel and had to convert it to comics form. Um, and there was a, also the slight challenge that this was a, this is a new, um, it's a new format for DC. The pages are slightly smaller. So early on, I just sort of had to figure out the rhythm of it and get into it. But like I said, there was, um, everyone was very helpful. Uh, the people at DC were, um, all the editors we worked with were really good. And, uh, and the whole thing just, they just sort of let us do what we do. Yeah, I think um, I came straight off Batgirl um, to do that. And so, had this because I usually do um, a more European graphic novel series before, so slipping into a sort of more uh, superhero-y sort of westerny type thing that was great practice ground for that. Uh, and but also the Eurovision, uh, Eurovision, Euro comics. <laughs> that was a bit of a slip up. Uh, the uh, yeah that um, that came into it quite a bit as well like I brought a bit of a flavor of both so and do it like I usually other than Batgirl I usually do long-form graphic novels so I knew what I was getting into 
so yeah, it was, it was good that way. And Chris, I, I loved your artwork in this, uh, and I want to know, did you have a lot of freedom to create the looks of these characters, or did you have to take from the descriptions in the book, like kind of like to the T? I mean, it's pretty open-ended, you know, uh, like pretty open to interpretation anyway. Uh, I, I, Stuart and Marie like let me have pretty much free reign. There was a bit of feedback. Uh, I think the main one I didn't get right at first was Madeline. I did her completely wrong, and that was just my own uh, my own bad reading of it. Like I just didn't. I, I drew her as a, a white blonde girl when she's supposed to be Asian American. So it was like a she looked completely wrong, and it's just my misreading of the script. Uh, and then yeah, we changed that straight away. Um, uh, I forget. Sorry, I'm so f no. sorry. I've like completely forgotten what the question was again. It was. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, and the other one, I think we had quite a bit of feedback on back and forth was uh, the Nightwalkers. Uh, so at first, I drew them quite uniform. Um, they all like had quite uh, slick-looking armor, and they would all look fairly similar. But then uh, it was Stuart who gave me the note that they should be a bit more ragtag and like a bit more homemade sort of group. But we gave them this uh, like this headset mask thing that would be the thing that ties them together like they they all try and look this, like a group in that way but yeah the rest of it was to sort of give them that uh you want them to look scary and imposing but you also they are a they're not a they're not a well-funded super team or anything yeah so yeah 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 i think um the because uh, i did one design for them where they had the super slick armor and then we uh, went with this ragtag one, but we we kept the super slick armor for another character who's got a reason why he's got this funded armor behind him. So that's uh, yeah, that was quite nice. <laughs> Since this book is essentially a, a black and white style book, which is how a lot of the, the DC Ink stuff has been, what did you have to do to kind of prepare yourself for that? Did it affect how you did your artwork at all? A little bit. I I I'm usually quite afraid to use a lot of black in my uh, artwork I'm usually quite a, a lot cleaner and because I knew this was going to be black and white from the get-go I was like I need to put more shadow like big black shadows in it and Gotham responds well to that kind of treatment so uh, yeah that was my main thing that I just yeah up the black in the backgrounds a lot <laughs> yeah and as I was reading this it it felt like this story could easily fit into the like into the main origin of Batman and you know it, it really felt it didn't seem like anything was too out of place for to, to me at least um, was that something like I don't know if something maybe that Marie had thought about or like when you were adapting it is that anything that you guys had thought about at all while you were uh, working on it I don't think we really discussed that uh, I, I do think um, one thing that's nice about this um, is that it uh, it feels very up-to-date to me and uh, and there's a tendency like with characters like this where you've You've seen their origins at different times, but they don't like th th these are characters who are re reinvented for each generation and don't actually age in real time. So this struck me as a nice sort of um, new version of the character at an age where we don't see him that often. You know. uh, and do you know if there are any plans to do a follow-up to this? Because obviously the ending leaves it a little open-ended um, with, with certain characters. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but. It definitely leaves things open. So, uh, do you guys know if there are any plans to do a follow-up? 
I do not know. Do you know? No, I'd love to. I would sign up for it in a heartbeat, but uh, yeah, no plans at the moment. Uh, I mean, and, and something that was kind of a side note. Uh, I love the idea of the Night Walkers, and I really hope that that's something that they do bring into the main continuity because you know, you've seen that with various different different uh, uh, villains that started in, in some of the weirder kind of books, and they bring them in. Uh, and this is definitely one. I think you guys did a great job designing it and, and, and adapting it and everything. You could actually use the Night Walkers at different levels of viciousness. You know what I mean? They could fit into different different kinds of books. Yeah, that's a good. Uh um, and for my final question, did you guys have any other projects that are on the horizons that you're able to talk about? Um, I have a, I, I just finished a series called Bronze Age Boogie at Ahoy Comics, and I have a second series of Captain Ginger, my comic about cats in space, coming up. And I did an X-Men novel called, uh, uh, it's, it's an adaptation of the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, not the film, the comics. Uh, and that's, uh, that's out now. So, uh, so I'm doing a six-issue mini-series with Cy Spurrier uh, um, for Boom. Uh, it's called Alienated, um, and it's uh, three teenagers, very much a high school drama thing, but they have a baby god come into their lives and bring them together, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, so I, I won't say much more than that, but yeah. That's fantastic. I look forward to reading them and, and, and reviewing them for, for the site and everything. So thank you very much. Again, I'm here with Stuart Moore, Chris Wild Goose. Thank you again so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank